Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Joined by my good friend, I am, of course, your Raiders beat writer. This is our assistant beat writer, the great Zeke Trezevant. Boy, we got a lot to talk about. Zeke, yesterday, <clears throat> my article dropped. And we got into the 10 biggest disagreements, and there was more, but 10 biggest between Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. And I know there was a lot of people that thought, who cares, they're gone. But if you don't go back and know the past, you're doomed to repeat it. And I think it was a classic example of, of why I think Mark Davis needs to have a GM, let the GM make the hire of the coach. What would you think of the article? What would you think of all of it? Let's dig into that. Yeah, 100 percent. So in terms of the article itself, you know, you know, you and I have discussed, I, I felt like that article uh, was even better than the last uh, insider article that you had dropped with, you know, a lot of tidbits in there. Um, I, I think this article did a great job of showing the. So basically, Ziegler and um, and Josh McDaniels were essentially tied at the hip. I think this article did a good job of, at kind of separating uh, them, if you will, uh, now that they're both out of the door. So um, I, I think with the specifics that we're giving in the article, it, it's not hard to see that, hey, one person had a little bit better of an idea of what was going on uh, than the other. Uh, but I also think that that situation in general does say that, hey, you, you got to get you a GM that is independent of the head coach. Um, and I think the article itself did a good job of, of painting that picture. I've been told by several people I would never hire an offensive coach because they always think, let's just spend more money on offense and outscore people. You need balance. And to me, what impressed me about – not impressed me is probably not the right word, but what I noticed most about Dave and Josh was that Dave had more understanding about he looked down the road. Let's think about tomorrow. Let's not just worry about today. I mean, when you looked at him wanting to go for Jacoby Brissett and then wanting to keep Jarrett Stidham and then go after C.J. Stroud, how different would this team look today? Very I mean, much. It was just Very fascinating. Much. Fascinating to me. Yeah. It, of the it was, 10. Uh -huh. sorry, please, go ahead. No, no. Of, of the 10, I'm listening. The 10 disagreements, once what one stood out to you most? Um, I think the one that you actually brought up in terms of the three different uh quarterbacks, that that to me, uh just simply because Josh beat the table so hard for Garoppolo, uh, that stuck out to me more than anything. Uh there's you know, you can be wrong, but you can't be that wrong um on everything. Mm -hmm. I would also say the fact that just in a very general sense, it seemed like Dave he was able to make decisions or make suggestions independent of necessarily personal beliefs. Uh, he, it seemed like he had a very even killed kind of no bias, no ties, no strings attached kind of look at everything. Um, whether it was personnel moves, whether it was money that was being spent, uh, whatever it may be, it seemed like he always had a pretty level and even killed uh, approach to things. Not to say that Dave was never wrong, uh, but in terms of those 10, 11 specific things, it seemed like he always was the, the more level headed of the two. All right, I want to switch now because we talked about, I wrote the article, even though they are gone, so that people can have an understanding of why things need to be different. So, for example, John Gruden wanted Damon Arnett. Anyone from Big Ten country, which I came from covering four years ago, knew Damon Arnett, no bueno, not, not good. 
Um, I knew several, several NFL executives that the moment the Raiders picked them, well, there you go. Welcome to the Raiders. I mean, several, my friends. And I, he, I know of, I'm going to guess probably close to 10 teams in which Damon Arnett was not even on their board, which meant if he went undrafted, they wouldn't have even signed him. Mayock was not a big Arnett guy, but Gruden wanted him. And I just think, listen, and I love John Gruden. This is not a slam on John Gruden. But I, I just think it's a classic example where a coach looks at things and sees things. And it's like, as a hunter, being in the middle of the woods, I can tell you what the trees around me look like, but not all the trees. But a guy in a helicopter can tell you about all the trees. I, I just think you need that general manager who has final authority. Agree or disagree? Agreed. And again, to that point, and, you know, I firmly believe this, right? I firmly believe the GM has to have that, you know, that autonomy almost to make that decision. Obviously, owner plays a part in it. Obviously, head coach plays a part in it. But he has to be able to make that decision confident that neither one of those other two people are going to overrule him because then at that point it's kind of like why do you even have a gm that's literally the gm's job uh so i think uh to that point and to the point that you made earlier in terms of hey you know you look at the last you know head coach and gm and then the coach and gm before that you know it's it's almost like a, a soap opera you have to know what happened the seasons before or else what's happening now and what's about to happen won't make sense so um i think the article did a great job at covering that um and i also think it points to just how important uh, the Raider, you know, this place that the Raiders find themselves in, it, it, it is. So, you know, after this season, you know, whatever decision they make at GM or head coach, this is a huge, huge uh, time in, in Raider land right now coming up. All right. Now, on Wednesday, I wrote an article about Mark Davis facing a legacy defining decision. And I think this next one is for a lot of reasons. We know he's a superior businessman to his father. That's not even a question, but he's not the football guy. The last two coaches, he gave the power to, I mean, last two coaching changes, he gave the power to the coach. Uh, it's going to be, who's he listening to? It's going to be all of those things. I mean, clearly he's not getting younger. And so to me, I think this next hire is going to be a legacy defining decision by him. Do you think, because you're younger than me, do you think I overstated it? No, uh, not at all. It, and you got to think, you know, at that if you go, and when I say you, I mean Mark Davis, if he goes, you know, three swings at GM and coach and he fails, at that point you kind of have to look in the mirror, right? Then it is your decision-making that you have to kind of, you know, decide what's going on there. So I don't think you overstated it by any means. Um, and I think if it, if it was a different organization than the Raiders, maybe, but since we're talking about one of the most historical franchises in the National Football League's history, it, it is a very pivotal time, no matter how you look at it. So it, Mark has to and remember he's had a chance to hire more than three. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. going to be four. Yeah. So it, Mark, he, he's got to he's got to hit on this one. I feel like he knows that. I feel like he knows that, and I feel like he's ready for it. I think uh, the 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 decision is going to take some time, though. I don't think it's going to be anything that comes too too soon. Um, but I think when he, when he's ready to make that decision, I think this time Mark is going to make it. And, and I think he's going to make the right one. You know, I wrote on Wednesday though, it's going to be interesting. Who is, who's he listening to? Does he listen yes. to Tom Brady, Jim Gray? Does he mm -hmm. listen to former players? 
this is going to be an interesting time for him. Very much so. Very much so. And like you said, you know, you know, we we know obviously he's not his father for better or for worse. But I, I think that always sticks in the back of his head, too, in terms of, you know, who, I mean, come on, who 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 wouldn't that be the case for? You know, you're stepping in the shadows of, of a great man in terms of Al Davis. So I think he wants to get this one right. I think he wants to put a productive team on the field um, and, and at least, you know, give his dad a run for his money in that in, in that area in terms of production on the football field. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, Zeke. So let's look ahead. The Raiders will be back next week. Vikings, quick turnaround, Chargers. Mm. Two winnable games. Yes. Two winnable games. I would go as far as saying, had AP been the coach when they went to L.A., they would have beaten the Chargers. Agreed. I think the Raiders win both of these. But these are two big, big games. You know, you got a Sunday and a Thursday. So literally Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, within a five-day span, bam, you can be back to seven on seven. You're late. I mean, that's big. (laughs) That's big. Yes, How big are these two games? They're huge, especially with both of them coming uh, at home. Right. So uh, everything is still right there in front of them. Right. Obviously, they they definitely need some things to happen in terms of the playoff you know, push. But, you know, again, nobody thought they were going to the Super Bowl to start the year. So at this point, you know, you just want to put your best foot forward if you're on the team. And I think they will. I, you know, I think they're going to look at it like, hey, let's knock out these next two at home. Get ready, because obviously with that Thursday night game, they're going to have more time to kind of rest and get right after that. I think they're going to kind of, you know, get prepared and, and get ready to go. So they'll win the next two, if you ask me. I think so, too. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. And obviously, there's a lot of intangibles. I have said, and you know this, since AP got the job, he's got to go win it. He needs to make it so difficult that there is no chance Mark Davis, regardless of who's in his ear, can walk away. If he finishes and wins all five, which I don't think he's going to do, I think he's going to lose to the Chiefs, but let's say he wins all five and ends up 10 and seven. Is he an automatic hire? The word automatic is the only thing that's giving me pause because you, you just never, obviously you just never know. But I think just about, yes, if he, if he wins the next five, including Kansas city on the road, Christmas day. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, you got to go automatic. Yes, sir. I think it's automatic. Cause I think 10 gets him in the playoffs. Yeah. If he goes nine and eight, which is what I think he's going to do. Do you think he keeps the job? I think it's a little bit more of a toss-up at that point. Um, okay, obviously, I'm going to go here. Yeah. I think if he goes 9-8 and eight and Mark Davis does not give him the job, I think there is going to – and you, you're in the locker room with me. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a mutiny. Yeah. Yeah. They, the guys love him, and the, the love is real. Do you so. not agree with me, or do you think I'm overstating it? No, I think there, there will definitely be some um, – some voices that will be heard, especially from your bigger, you know, your bigger names in the locker room for sure. Especially your maxes, you know, your, you know, some other guys as well. So yes, hundred percent. Right. Eight and nine. Nope. I, th- I think nine has to, I think nine is the only thing that's going to make it a, where he has a, an argument, fair or unfair. I think nine is going to be the only because and the reason I say that is, is because some of the issues that the Raiders have are bigger than AP. Um, so I think that's going to play into it. Um, and I and I'm not sure that Mark doesn't want to make a, you know, a splash 
I think that's part of what's going to weigh on him too. Is he wants to make a he wants to make a put a big name in there, unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately. So you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And if he gets to seven, I don't think he gets the job if he gets to seven. No, 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 no. If he yeah, gets, gotta... if he gets to more than seven, <laughs> I think he gets the job. I don't think Mark will want to give it to him at eight. Yeah. But, or I don't think the people around Mark are going to want Mark. And when I say that, I don't mean people in the building. Yeah. I mean, people outside the building. I agree. Um, but I'm just telling you, he gets to eight and they don't get it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I mean, after it, not going for Basaccia. Mm-hmm. Who was a much more proven coach? Yeah, he'd been coaching a lot longer. But I believe, and Mark's not told me this, but I believe that Mark regrets not hiring Basaccia. Yeah, and you fire the last coach that you told everybody you weren't going to fire. You owe him forty-five million, and. Or I'm gonna see what would that be? It'd be a six-year deal, five. All right, and and now you got a guy who's maybe even more popular than Basaccia. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's pretty close. And you're going to tell these players, "I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you," and then turn around and fire him again. Yeah. I'm I'm just telling you. I think Mark Davis has painted himself into a little bit of a corner here. Yeah, he, he's definitely listen. He's got a tough, well, some tough decisions to make coming up here soon, um, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, so it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what he does in terms of AP, because uh, the guys love him, man. They 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 do, and they come out and they play for him, win, lose or draw. You know they're playing their best, which you you didn't necessarily know before AP took over. So uh, is we're going to see what Mark does. Do you think fans have been fair with AP? No. Overall, no. Um, but I, you know, I'll say it again. I've said it a couple of times, but I'll say it again. I think it's just a day and age of instant gratification that we live in. Uh, and I also think that fans don't fully understand, you know, the, the, I don't want to say the game, but they don't understand everything that goes into it, I guess I should say. They don't understand that, hey, the, you can coach as hard as you want to, but the players still have to go execute, right? I don't think most people understand that if a player takes a half step the wrong way or at the wrong time, the whole play breaks down, right? So I think when you take a, everything into consideration, they have been, you know, a little a little unfair to AP and, you know, to some of the Raiders in general, you know, the players. Yeah, I, 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 I throw out the extremes. I just mute them. Well, you know, you've been next to me. I just mute them. But I listen, and I'll hear people say, boy, I don't think AP's ready. Um, He made this mistake or that mistake. Well, that's going to happen with Mm -hmm. a first-time coach. And you know, I'm not for hiring first-time coaches. So when AP got the interim tag, I said, this is great, because now he gets to learn on the job. Mm -hmm. It just amazes me how many – I mean, people want to say Bo Hardigree is crap. I, okay, he got rid of a ton of a playbook that Aiden couldn't run or they didn't have the personnel. Mm-hmm. The Raiders have found a running game. 
He's trying to develop stuff. And oh, by the way, doing it after the trade deadline, halfway through the season. I mean, I'm just You gotta look at you have I'm, to look at the whole picture. You you do, you do. Like you have to take everything like AP isn't just a, a new coach. He he overtook this ship halfway through the season, and it was it was a surprise to him. He didn't start. The, he didn't go into the Detroit Lions game knowing, "Hey, in four days, I'm going to be the interim head coach." Right. So imagine just the whirlwind of, "Hey, I was a linebackers coach, to now I'm a head coach, to I'm head coaching against my old team that I want to like." Just imagine what the last four weeks have been like for AP, for Bo, for Aiden. Uh, yeah, people, it, it's a lot, right? These guys go through. They're human, right? These guys, you know. They, they come across like gladiators. They strap the helmets up like AP says, and, and, and they go out there and they play superheroes. But at the end of the day, they're humans just like we are. Uh, and in that sense, I think some people forget that, you know, come Sundays. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, I'm going to turn to a couple other subjects. If Mark Davis decides, okay, I'm going to hire AP, doesn't he have to hire Champ Kelly? I would think so. I would think so just for, for continuity sake, I, I, you know, I don't see, I don't see how you could, you know, they're not necessarily as attached at the hip as Dave and, and Josh were, but, you know, considering this situation, I think you would, yeah. Why, why would you keep AP and get rid of the guy that's helped bring in a, a lot of the talent, right. Or had had a hand in it. Right. Well, here's the problem. If you hire AP and fire champ, then you come in with a general manager that AP's not his guy. You set him up to fail. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's to me that would be counterproductive to to hire AP and get rid of champ. I, I think you're kind of you're kind of I don't want to say co-signing champ, if you will, but if you're if you sign AP, you're you have to, I would imagine you have to keep champ for sure. All right. I'm gonna throw an idea out here. I want you to tell me what you think. Let's assume they get to eight or nine wins. Okay. Okay. Which I think pretty good chance they get to eight or nine if i'm mark davis i go to champ kelly and make sure do you want to keep him mm -hmm. okay now i know the answer to that's going to be yes great you're my general manager great hire him do a press conference three or four days later you have a press conference to announce ap's the man and i say that you give AP this contract, a three-year deal, fully guaranteed, 100% for $4 million a year. But you tell him, you get to the playoffs at any time during those three years. It automatically is extended five more years, five more, and your raise goes to 10 million and we go back retroactively to the day you hired and make up that $6 million difference. IP is going to take that deal right now. That guy will bet on himself. I think it's a great deal. It covers Mark Davis. It allows AP to prove himself. I think it's a great contract. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. In terms of the numbers, I've never been the best when it came to to contract numbers, but I do think a sliding scale of some sort like that would would make sense. Uh, I I started smiling when you first said three years because before you even said it, the first number that came to my head was three years. Uh, you had Josh in there for what a year and a half. Uh, you were going to give him two, 
So I think you, you kind of have to give AP two, three to really see what he can do. So I definitely think starting off with the three-year contract is fair and letting him know, hey, again, playoffs or, you know, success of whatever kind will get you an extension of some sort. So I do think that's fair. I think it's fair to everybody, right? I think AP would understand, you know, relatively new coach, brand new coach that protects the team, protects the coach. Everybody wins. I think that makes sense. But I do think that sweet spot of three to five years is going to be perfect for AP. Yeah, and I think, so let's say year two, he gets to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Now it's extended five years. So now he's got six years left. Mm -hmm. At 10 mil, I think it's completely fair. I, I, And I'm going to tell you, I don't want to take credit for that. I originally was told that by a GM. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's It, it sounds like it makes a lot of sense, right? Like, yeah, the all, GM all told me, with all the money Mark has on the books, mm -hmm. with Gruden and with, with, with uh, McDaniels and with Ziegler and all of that kind of stuff. Now, so here's the next one. Gus Bradley was doing a very good job with Rich Bisaccia in the defense. They get rid of him. Bradley's out. Patrick Graham's done an amazing job. You make a change, he goes. You feel further. I mean, you're letting good people go. I just, I, I, this is why I'm saying Mark is in a really precarious place. I'll be honest with you. I there In my mind, there was no way. Patrick Graham does not return next year. Whoever, like you, like from considering what oh, he's Oh, no, done, I, I think you're wrong. If, I, I, if Chip I, doesn't get that job. Yeah, I I just I just thought he did such a great job in terms of everything he's been handed, everything I he's agree. dealt with. Um, I agree. Remember yeah. all the grief I took this past offseason telling everybody how good that Patrick was? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. he's terrible. He should go. Yeah, you're just shilling for the organization. No, he's that good. Yeah, like he's good. He's good. Um, and it's you know, it's been pretty. You know, it's been nice to watch him. You know, in in what he's been able to do with that defense. Uh, but yeah, like you said, if Champ's not there, if AP's not there, then you know, it doesn't really stop. There's nothing stopping the organization from getting you know rid of Patrick as well. But you know, considering all he's done with what he's been given, you know, I thought that that was a you got to keep them, but, you know, time will tell. All right, hold on now. I'm going to read you a text, okay? Let me grab this. You ready to laugh? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you who this was later, okay? Okay. When we're not on air. NFL general manager. Okay. Right after Marcus Peter and Teamer get cut. So we're you and I are sitting in the pressure. Uh -huh. And... It was right after we left the restaurant. Actually, it wasn't when we were in the in the thing. Quote, H-Man, that's what he calls me. I thought AP was all players coach. If that's true, why is he cutting Peters and Teamer? Doesn't sound like a player coach to me, LOL. That's funny. That's funny. I'm sorry, what? I said, that's funny. That's funny. Well, it that's, just um, kills the narrative. Yeah. Oh, we don't want a player's coach. You need a disciplinarian. Well, hello. A player's coach could be both. I mean, I, so so I think, to, so look at it like this. I think had the previous coaching staff been still there, the Marcus Peters situation would have gone down on the field and in terms of lifetime. I think, I don't think it would have went down like that. 
I think Marcus was able to calm down because he he respected AP enough to say, you know what, this is the guy I respect him. Let me let me relax. So I think being a player's coach makes it easier for players to listen to you, even when they don't necessarily want to. When it comes to teamer, who else? I mean, come on, your head coach is a former player who's had to make the decision to cut a player or waive a player that did something wrong. You're not going to second guess AP because who understands better than him that you can't do what teamer did? You know what I mean? So sometimes being a player coach makes it easier for you to be a disciplinarian because you were a player. So and because the players identify with you. And but when Marcus Peters, I mean, he went after Marcus, he threw that helmet. Mm -hmm. Katie bar the door, huh? Yep. Yeah, that was that was intense. Let's look ahead now. On and this is what I'm looking for against the Vikings. I want them to continue to expand the playbook, which I know they've worked on all off week. I want to watch them to continue to expand the offensive playbook, which they are. Um, I love that they've addressed, I mean, no penalties, which is not sustainable. They're going to get, but like AP says, three or less. Um, they've got down to one sack. Um, I, I like where this is going, but I want to see, again, the offense get above 20, which I think it will. I do think it will do that against Minnesota. And I that's important to me. But I also want to see, when I talk about develop of this team, I want to see them continue to establish the run, but taking shots. Yes. Aiden's got the arm. Let him take a few more. I, to me, I want to see four deep shots a game. Now, you get the big lead in the third quarter, and your running game's going, I don't want to see it. Just run the ball. But overall, if it's a close game, I want to see three a game. I want to see some more shots. I'm looking for that. How about you? So I want to see them get their playmakers involved, but not so much so that it's it's hindering their offense. So it's happened a time or two with trying to get Devontae the ball, uh, i.e. Chicago. That was one game that, hey, you want to get, them, get him the ball, but not to the point where you can't get other people the ball or it's messing up your offense. I think as well as Josh ran against the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they became a little too dependent on the running game. And then what would happen is, okay, the, the Chiefs knew you're running the ball on first and second down we get you there and then good luck on third down. So get those guys the ball, but still be free flowing in your offense. I want to see Aiden be quicker on some of those deep throws and just say, Hey, you know, if, if I overthrow him, I overthrow him, but we got to get it out, get it, get it out, get it out of your hand quicker. And obviously don't make bad throws, but there was a time or two where had he just let it rip, it, it, they had a chance of some big plays. So I think that's going to help them get those four deep shots that you're looking for is Aiden just to actually let the ball go. Um, and then what I want to do is I want to see the, the defense keep doing what they're doing, right? Um, and, and do what they do as best they can, irregardless of what the offense does or does not do. And sometimes you see the, you see the defense come out playing well, playing well, playing well. And then after one or two or three or four or three and outs from the offense, you kind of see the defense like, oh, they're almost like deja vu, like, oh, here we go again, you know? So I want to see them keep playing well, no matter what the offense is doing for all four quarters uh, and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. All right, I want to go in a little bit of a different direction here because um, I want to get your analysis of this. What's the key to this to this Minnesota, I mean, to this bye week? What do you think? Obviously, guys getting healthy and getting rested, but from the coaching staff, what are you hoping they got accomplished in the bye week? I hope that they have began or continued 
to put their own individual stamp on. And I'm speaking more so on the offense because most of the changes were offensively. Um, I want to see them continue to put their and Bo's, you know, stamp on the offense moving forward. And that's tough to do midseason. Uh, but obviously with this week off, now you have a little bit more time to kind of come up with some new things, kind of add your own flavor to, to what you're calling uh, on game day. So just, you know, Bo keep on doing what he's doing, but just find himself a little bit more. Obviously, they got to get healthy. That's a huge part of it is getting healthy. Uh, but they've got some things that they can fix, too. Uh, but a lot of it's going to be on the offense and, and figuring out different ways to make the offense flow. Yeah, I agree with you. Zeke? going to be nice having a weekend off isn't it very much so yes sir i'm hoping my wife gets healthy and i'm gonna have a chance to go do some hunting so i hope you get a chance to to yes, do whatever sir. you i know you're not going to be hunting but whatever you, you do for fun have some fun will you yes sir you too enjoy that all right buddy i appreciate you that's a great zeke trezavant remember you can always find us right here at sports illustrated's fan nation las vegas raiders insider podcast part of the fans first sports network uh don't forget to if you check us out on spotify or apple i do an exclusive audio only podcast every day you can check it out but from my assistant beat writer and all of us at sports illustrated's fan nation las vegas raider insider podcast thanks for joining us everybody have a great night god bless you thanks zeke this has been a las vegas raiders insider production on the fans first sports network